Good morning. I'm Dave Lakin with the Action Hour, and I'm with with uh, Action Coach Business Coaching in Huntsville, Alabama. Each week, we talk with small businesses and the organizations who work with them. We talk about real strategies business owners can start using today to start moving their business to the next level. And this week, we have Allison Myers from the Robert Trent Jones Golf Course here in the studio with us. Good morning, Allison. Good morning. Good morning. So uh, the reason we have Allison here this week is because we want to talk about vision and marketing in a business. Allison is relatively young. She's about 25. Yeah, 25. And uh, she definitely works in a man's field, so it's going to be an interesting conversation. So Allison, good morning. Tell us about you. Uh, Well, like I said, my name is Allison, and I am the Sales and Marketing Director at Robert Trent Jones Hampton Cove. I went to school at Auburn University. I have a degree in agricultural communications with a minor in turf grass management. So what that means is my degree is in communications, which has marketing, public relations, journalism, communications, radio, television, film, and did I say journalism? Mm -hmm. Okay. And journalism. So, and then my minor is in turf grass management so that I can know about, you know, different grasses on the golf course, like greens, fairways, roughs, anything that deals with grass. So you were tailor-made for a career in golf courses. Correct. That's what I went to school for was to do the job that I'm doing now. How'd you get into that? Well, I started working at the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail in Highland Oaks when I was in high school. Um, I worked as a sales associate there in the pro shop, just checking in golfers, getting them out on the golf course and doing things like that. And the woman, the sales and marketing director there, Susan, let me help her with tournaments from now and again, like just checking people in for tournaments, getting them started, things like that. And it just developed a passion, a love for just doing that job. So when I went to Auburn, I transferred and started working at the Robert Trent Jones at Grand National. And I dug a little deeper into the tournaments. I actually got to work more tournaments. I got to do more registrations. I got to do more setting up the facility for the tournaments. And they just kept going to where this is exactly what I wanted to do. Awesome. So uh, where do you want to go? What's your long-term vision for career-wise for you? My long-term vision is to eventually end up with the PGA tournament division or with the USGA tournament division. I want to work with either of these two organizations and set up, you know, big tournaments for the PGA, as in the FedEx Cup, or work with the British Open, the US Open, the PGA Championship, you know, just getting my feet in the door with the PGA, basically. So uh, you're 25 now. When did you start? When was that first job in the pro shop? Uh, I believe I was 17. Yeah, 17. So uh, when you decided that that's what you wanted to do, did you have a mentor or something in place that, that said, well, if you want to do this, then you got to, you know, you need this education, you need these types of jobs, and you have somebody put you on a particular path? No, not really, because the person I worked with in Dothan, she didn't have a degree in this. She kind of just fell into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had to set myself up for it. I had to look at my courses requirements and things like that. And I had to look at what the job entailed. Like I had to look at the job description and I just went for it that way. I saw what I needed to do, what classes I needed to take, what degree I needed to do, and just move forward that way until I had exactly what I needed. Good morning, Tiki. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so in terms of what it's going to take to get to where you want to be, do you have, are there certain jobs that you have to have between now and then that are going to help you uh, 
uh, along that path? Is there a career progression or? Um, Currently, I'm path? in like the starter position, I guess you'd say, because I am in the uh, role of just the one facility, because the, the trail has 10 facilities across the state of Alabama. So right now I'm just working at one facility as a sales and marketing director. My ultimate goal is to possibly be over all 10 facilities in the next, you know, 10 to 15 years. In that time, I want to get my master's in strategic communications, agricultural st- strategic communications, and then move forward to there to either working at the PGA in St. Augustine or the USGA in New York. Yikes. So so what exactly do you do now for Rob Trent Jones? Um, currently, I set up any golf or non-golf events. Um, golf events meaning tournaments, outings, they can range from, you know, 16-player events to 270-player events, depending on the day. I, you know, I facilitate all of those. I get them started. I tell them how to market their, how to gain players, how to, you know, just get the word out about their tournament. And then the non-golf facilities is I do weddings, rehearsal dinners, receptions. Um, we have meeting space at the golf course that I set up. I also set up parties and any kind of, you know, event in that area you know venue events so for the for the listeners who aren't here locally and don't know what rtj is and all that um you know let's give listeners a sense of scale so talk a little bit about um you know the robert trent jones golf trail and the specific course that you're at and uh and so you know we're not just talking about just a hometown golf course give people a sense of scale here okay well the trail is part of 10 different sites they range from all the way from mobile to muscle shoals to um hampton cove which is in huntsville and it's 24 courses there is i know there's 436 holes across the trail i'm not quite <laughs> sure on the courses uh, I know our facility right now has three, three championship or two championship and one eighteen hole short course. But you're you're a, uh, in a big organization is what we're getting to. Right. So when we come back, we'll talk about what it takes for a twenty five year old girl, uh, woman to be in uh, a man's field in uh, such a large golf trail. But uh, thanks for being here. We'll be back in a few minutes. Good morning, I'm Dave Lakin, and this is the Action Hour, and we are talking with Allison Myers from the Robert Trent Jones Golf Course. So, Allison, when we went away, we are talking about um, what it takes to be you working in a guy's field. Um, so, you have probably not chosen a traditionally female role, uh, and then the, the problem is further compounded because you're relatively young. So, um, so how have you found that to... Uh, to impact the way you do your job or the way you have to relate to your colleagues. Uh, Tell us about that. Well, one thing is I have to have tough skin. Um, Just being a woman in this field, you have to learn to let things go and not think about it too much. Just, you know, just keep working hard and you'll do fine. I personally like working with the guys better because they're straightforward with you. When you mess something up, they let you know when you're doing something right, they let you know. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's, it's, Perfect for me because everything is just straightforward and it's what I enjoy. It's what I like doing. Um, It is difficult at times. Um, I've had several tournament directors or people who are wanting to do a tournament at the golf course come in and meet with me. And then they're like, oh, is there not a staff professional we can talk to? 
and they want to talk to the guys and the guys will come into the meeting and the guys just sit there because they don't know what's going on. They don't know pricing. They don't know the course availability. They don't know anything. Basically, I hand them a folder, you know, two days before an event, say, here's the event. You know, here's what we have to do. So when they come in and they're like, oh, we would like to speak with a guy. You can speak with him, but he's not going to know what's going on. So (laughs) I get that a lot. I bet you do. Uh, Well, I can say that I've known Allison for a little over a year and a half, and uh, she's one of the most driven uh, professional people that I know. She's currently the president of our BNI chapter, and uh, and I've always been really, really impressed with her. Um, one of the things I hear a lot from business owners is they don't know how to work with young people. You know, they do all the steps necessary to to put out the right job description and review the the resumes that they get, and you know they'll do the interviews, and the person seems like a great person at the time, but you get them on the job for a few months, and then they they just can't get them to work anymore, and so that must mean that that you know the younger generation, the millennials, uh, are you know, lazy or you can't keep them on task or uh, they just don't have the, the right amount of focus. So I hear those kind of complaints all the time. Um, so what, what do you say to that? I say that the older generations need to be patient with us. I mean, we are still learning. We are young. We're still learning. But it's not that we are lazy or we don't want to do the job. It's just that we can find probably quicker ways to do the job now than what you did before. I mean, we are the generation of technology. I know I ask my mom every day, what does she do before Google? You know, she tells me she went to the library. Well, I have the library right here on my phone. So when you tell me a task, I want to find the most efficient way to do it. So we ask why, because we we don't know why. So we would like to learn why, because we've never had to figure things out like that. You'd be be amazed how many times I hear that. They always want to know why. And, and. And the older generation feels like that's a challenge to their authority or, uh, you know, that, that why can't they just do what they're told when they're told to do it? That'd be so much easier. Well, my response to that is maybe they need to know why so they can understand what's the intent. What is what's the, the outcome? What are we trying to get to so that uh, oftentimes they can the millennials can find a quicker way to do it or they can find. Uh, new technology or they can innovate the process to give you a quicker outcome or a better outcome and uh, that's something we run into a lot and so really the the answer that I give business owners is if you want to be able to to uh, hire millennials and get them to work well for you then you need to change your management style your your leadership skills to conform to them because millennials aren't going away all these businesses that are out there now are eventually going to fall into the hands of millennials and uh, unless you want your business to fall away as well you got to learn how to work with them and and lead them and manage them um, so tell me who are who are the mentors and role models that you have in your field Uh, Well, currently, I really look up to my director of golf. He's been in the golf business for now for 20 plus years. Um, He really knows what's going on. If I ever have a question about anything, I can always go to him. Um, I have been questioned if I have any female role models or mentors in my profession. And no, I really don't, because like we said earlier, it's a man's profession. I remember I tried to join a women's group one time and it was more like a man hating club. And they just kept asking me, why would I put myself in that situation? Why would I want to be in this job? Why would I want to do this? I was like, because it's something I enjoy. I mean, it's not work to me. It's just something I love to do. And my dad always told me, if you love your job, it won't be much like work. Mm -hmm. So when I tell these women that I don't have a female mentor, 
it's okay because I'm in a male dominated field and I need to learn from males to learn how to, you know, adapt to the situation or how to work towards that in a male dominated field. So we see, you know, nowadays we see a lot of blending uh, and morphing of, of traditional, you know, gender-based roles, male, male and female jobs that are out there. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for, you know, women coming out of college or out of high school now who have uh, not chosen the easiest path, but it's, it's, they're kind of following their passion? Well, first off, you need to definitely network, get to know people in that field, because the more you know, the more people you know, the better off you'll be. And to just continue to work hard and try to do your best, because the more hard work you show to these guys, the more they'll trust you to do the job that you're trying to get hired for. Outstanding. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk about marketing strategies and uh, and how you do your job and uh, and what kind of recommendations you give for other business owners to work in marketing in their business. We'll be back in a minute. Good morning. This is Dave Lakin and Allison Myers with the Action Hour. Uh, when we went on break, we were talking about uh, what it takes to be in this uh, in this field and be a young person in this field and, and the kind of struggles and pushback that you get from the older generation. And so it was appropriate that during the break, Fred Holland, the station manager, drops in and gave us some pushback on uh, my earlier statements about managing millennials. Um, so uh, it's and he had a valid point. One of the things that we deal with with millennials is they need to come into the job with uh, with realistic expectations of the amount of work it's going to take for them to get where it is that they want to be. Uh, you know, the older generation, the boomers have uh, often uh you know pampered and and done everything to to take care of their kids and and you know have them playing sports and you know pushing them hard in school and all that but we don't do a lot to make our kids get out and mow the lawn and paint the house and pressure wash the driveway and and do all the hard work that the that you know we traditionally did when we were kids so um so what do you say to that you know that that uh boomers have to or rather the millennials have to come into the job with realistic expectations of paying their dues and things well i just feel like that's my generation we're all about the wanting the instant gratification like we were talking about before we want everything we wanted now because we've always been able to get everything we wanted right away but like for me personally i was instilled a you know work hard ethic like my dad didn't allow the participation trophies you know he always made sure that if it's something I wanted I had to work hard for it I mean and I think I showed that now with being such a young age and being in this field so I mean the millennials need to learn that you know you don't just get everything right away it's doing the mundane stuff it's you know paying your dues working in the golf shop it's you know, learning from other people on what you can do, doing the not so glamorous part of the job first before you can do something fun. Yeah, I learned a, a long time ago the, a saying that uh, the older I get, the smarter my father gets. So, <laughs> um, all right, so let's switch gears. You are the marketing director for Robert Trent Jones uh, Golf Trail in Hampton Cove. So um, let's talk about marketing strategies. Now, the, the action coach philosophy, you know, my in my business coaching job, uh, our philosophy is we want each business owner to have at least 10 marketing strategies going at any time. And those strategies are a mix of short, medium, and long-term strategies so so that they, um, the marketing, A, drives leads to their door to, uh, to increase business, 
B, maintains relationships with the market, and C, uh, develops brand awareness. And those, the mix of short, medium, and long-term determines how quickly or how many uh, people we want to drive to the business. Because you can swamp a business by sending them far more uh, leads to their to their door than they can actually handle, and then they end up you know having bad customer service and not being able to properly serve their customers. So if you had ten short term strategies there, you'd swamp the business and that'd be bad. Uh, in you know conversely, if you have ten long term strategies, you know you're the guy that just has billboards everywhere, uh, but nobody knows how to find you and nobody knows what you do. do then um, then you'll have lots of brand awareness, but you won't have anybody at your cash register. So uh, let's talk about that a little bit. And so what? how do you manage the marketing strategies in your business? How many do you typically run at a time? Um, what is the mix of short, medium, and long-term? And under what circumstances do you change that mix? Well, I have to market things a little differently because... And you got to do all that in nine minutes. <laughs> okay. Well, I have to market everything a little bit differently. When I started my job, I wanted to market to golfers 55 and younger. Because if you're playing golf at 55 or older, you know, you're playing golf. If you're not, you're not going to go pick up a club and just say, oh, I think I'll play golf today. So when I started my job, I wanted to market to the younger generation, my generation, to get them out to play golf. So I use a lot of online um, social media marketing. I use Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Periscope, any kind of social media site. But then I also use online ads such as, you know, AL.com and I use um, YP.com and things like that just so it's right there in their face on their phone at all times. Um, Those are what I use for my younger generation of golfers. For the older generations, I still use magazine ads and I still do, you know, in-house direct mail because they check their mail (laughs) Um, i still use you know newspaper occasionally i think the newspaper is dying out do we still have newspapers we do three days a week actually huntsville time goes three days a week and i personally think newspaper is dying out nobody reads the newspaper except for the generation of 55 and older so i still have to market to those guys as well because they're not going to use their smartphone to look up something online they're just not And then I also have, you know, different social networking sites that I'm, or not networking, but um, not sites, but groups that I'm a part of. We do chamber of commerce events. We do um, BNI, which is Business Networking International. I'm a part of the Huntsville Madison Tourism. Also part of Alabama Mountain Lakes Tourism. So, um, so when you're setting up. Or, or trying to drive customers for tournaments versus customers for the venue events, how does that change your marketing strategy? Well, for tournaments, I need an instant, you know, get it out there right away, you know, strategy. So I usually use all my social media sites. I put out blast on Facebook because I want the golfers to come in for that. I put out blast on the radio. I put out blast everywhere because I need it done right away. How I don't long need- is that? Is that typically, you know, how far in advance of the tournament do you start marketing that? I usually start a month ahead okay. just because we do at least an in-house tournament every month. So every month we're, you know, advertising a new tournament. You know, we usually only get about 60 to 80 players, but that's all we want is 60 to 80 players. So we usually just blast it all out there for that one month. You know, that's our short-term marketing strategy because we just need it for a month at a time. Um, Whenever I'm doing other events that I need for long-term, like whenever we're doing the um, 
craft beer tournament, which is a little different, or our BYOB tournament, we... From what I remember of it, it was awesome, though. I wasn't remembering a lot towards the end of the tournament. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we put those out on our website, like the RTJ Golf website, and they're on blast year round because we want you to know about these tournaments all year long you know get geared up for them every day so that's our long-term strategy with those is we keep them on our website we keep them on all of our magazine things that we put out we put them on all of our online campaigns that we put out just so that it's you know it's a generating thing every day Mm -hmm. and uh but you can't use the same strategy when you're marketing events for the venue for the clubhouse so how does that change Well, that changes because we still use Facebook and social media for those events, but we usually market those out at least two to three months beforehand. Like we have a mock wedding event that I put on and we have like to market it two, three months ahead because, you know, brides are looking for a venue six months before they're actually getting married. So we still use the social media part as a more of a medium to long term event. But we also use just cold calling and just you know, getting out to the businesses, going over there and meeting with their marketing director saying, hey, do you guys have a meeting space? If not, I'd love to invite you out to Hampton Cove to see our meeting space. It's a little differently because you actually have to go to those people and talk to them face to face. So I bet um, that as as driven and ambitious as you are, and with 26, we determined uh, golf courses across the trail, and you've got three of them. Um, I bet that the way you manage marketing for your site uh, has influenced the other sites. Uh, what do you say to that? I say yes, because before me, they did very little to any social media marketing. I mean, they would post it on their Facebook page, you know, oh, upcoming event. But they never boosted the post. They never paid for advertisement on the post. And now that we can see the benefits of paid advertisement on Facebook, I mean, I can sell out. I sold out the craft beer tournament before anybody else because I did that. I pushed it on social media, which that's what my generation and most people are looking at now is social media. So it kind of turned things around across the trail by using using social media and having someone so young in there to teach them how to use social media. Right. I am. Um, I actually ran an experiment last week and I, I've been using Facebook advertising quite a bit uh, in the, over the course of the past year. But uh, in talking about that with folks uh, early last week, I said, no, no, you guys are, you guys are really wrong on this. Facebook advertising is absolutely essential in uh, a lot of businesses. Maybe not for every business these days, but uh, but for many businesses, particularly service-based businesses, it's absolutely appropriate. So I ran a Facebook ad at ten dollars a day uh, for our market, and I and I brought in the age group from twenty-five to sixty-four, and put it twenty miles radius from downtown Huntsville. And in three days, I hit over twelve thousand people. And I posted those results on on Facebook to show the the B and I folks and my clients and everything that it absolutely does work. So it came out to something like two thirty five per thousand uh, views of the advertisement. So anybody who these days doesn't think that Facebook still works, uh, I know that it's been trending down uh, as far as usage. So. Yeah, you don't have as many 15-year-olds out there using Facebook, but you know most of us aren't here to sell to 15-year-olds. So uh, I really appreciate your insight on strategies. We're going to talk about that just a little bit more when we get back off the break and wrap that up. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Mm-hmm. 
Welcome back to the Action Hour with Dave Lakin and Allison Myers. So, um, in terms of marketing strategies, if you if you were going to recommend to to a business owner who has kind of just gotten into business and trying to figure out uh, what to do with their marketing, uh, what would you say are the top marketing strategies that they should be looking at? Definitely networking with other networking groups, just getting your name out there, just going and meeting people and seeing them face to face so they can put a name to a face to the business. Um, That personally helped me when I moved here to Huntsville. I'm originally from South Alabama and I joined the BNI, which is a networking group, and it put names to faces and helped me get to know different businesses here in Huntsville and helped me work towards getting an annual event started just by doing that networking event. Yeah, I actually wrote an article over the weekend about about networking as a strategy for your young businesses. Um, so, and there are lots of associations out there that they can get into: the Chamber of Commerce and BNI, like you said. Uh, most professions will have an association, like the Builders Association or um, the Bar Association, Medical Associations, things like that. So, go out and look for those networking opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I like to say that until you have a job, your job is to find a job. <clears throat> and for a business owner, until you have customers, your job is to go find customers and uh, and build awareness of your business and get feedback from the market. And networking is a great way to do that. Um, how have you found um, uh, BNI to be for not just for you, but for uh, the market in general? Is that a good strategy or is it for everybody or not for everybody? What do you think? Um, well, It may not be for everyone, but I know it worked well for me because we set up the mock wedding reception, as I said earlier, and without BNI, I would not have been able to make this an annual event because they set me up with the right people. They helped me find wedding dress venues. They helped me find, you know, different vendors to be part of this event, Um, you know, but it may not work for everyone. You have to go and find that special group to be a part of. Um, like we're a part of the Chamber of Commerce and sometimes their events work for me and then sometimes they don't. So it just depends on what you're looking for, what you're trying to market and trying to find that group that fits you best. Yeah, my, my advice on marketing is generally find those 10 marketing strategies and 10 sounds like a big number. But when you're looking at, you know, social networking and Chamber of Commerce and, and um, you know, billboards and mail outs and radio and television, and it's pretty easy to get to 10 marketing strategies. But you want to make sure you have the right mix of strategies and that uh, you're actually doing them. You know, uh, being a member of, a, of an organization only works if you're out there meeting the people and shaking hands and building that network, getting advice and uh, getting your face out there and building those relationships particularly. Welcome back to the Action Hour with Dave and Allison. So this morning we talked about an awful lot of things. We talked about uh, what it takes to be a millennial out there these days, what it takes to be a, a, a person working in a non-traditional for them field. Uh, we talked about vision. You know, uh, in in terms of vision, uh, that's really how you define or how somebody can look and and determine how your business is going to go. You need to really define your vision. One of the things that we talk about is. Uh, is that the gap between where you are now and where you want to be in your business and the how well you define that vision, where you want to take the business and where you want to take yourself, uh, how well you can put a picture to it and the steps necessary to get there uh, will determine the likelihood of you hitting it. Uh, I, I usually use the analogy of, 
You know, if you're here in North Alabama and you want to drive to Seattle, you can't just get in the car and hit the accelerator. You have to actually have a plan for how you're going to get there. Uh, you know, draw it out on a map and know when you're going to make your stops and, and uh, you know, when you're going to have to stop for gas and, and sleep and things like that. Otherwise, the chance of you getting to Seattle is not, not very good. So it's the same thing in your business is what is that vision? How is What is the plan? What is the, the amount of detail that you've put on uh, not only the vision, but the plan itself for how you're going to achieve it. And uh, so for this week, that's something I really want business owners to concentrate on is how well have you defined your vision in your business? And then also in terms of marketing, um, how many different strategies do you have in place in your business? And have you really thought about them in terms of short, medium, and long term? And how does it serve your business? You know, maybe if you're not seeing as many customers to your business these days as you would like to, you haven't de- defined your short-term strategies to the point where uh, where your marketing strategy serves you. And then once you've chosen those marketing strategies, do you test and measure them? You know, it's not enough just to have 10 strategies out there because if your strategy is to have billboards everywhere, but you only got them on farm roads and not where people actually drive, then they're not going to serve your business. So what are the strategies that you've chosen and how well have you tested and measured them to make sure that they're actually working for you? Otherwise, it's not a, a uh, uh, an investment for your business. It's just an expense for your business. And that's not what we're, what we're looking for. Um, so Allison... Um, how do people get in touch with you? How do they know what's going on at RTJ? They can always find us at rtjgolf.com slash Hampton Cove. That's for the Huntsville location. Or you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash RTJ at Hampton Cove. Or you can contact us directly at 256-551-1818. Awesome. And, that's, uh, and it's the same for whether they want tournaments or they want to work with the venue? Correct. Awesome. Uh, do you have any events coming up? We do, actually. On Labor Day, September the 7th, we have our Layout Labor Day tournament. It's a three-club, three-person um, scramble. Um, we'll be giving away some awesome prizes, and we will also be giving away a couple of passes to different RTJ courses for the best Hawaiian shirt that you wear. <laughs> All right. Um, and as far as me, you can find me at actioncoach.com slash Dave Lakin. You can find me on Facebook. Facebook at Dave Lake and Business Coach or Twitter at BizCoachHSV, BizCoach Huntsville. And um, you can email me at Dave Lake at ActionCoach.com. Uh, it has really been a pleasure having you out here. I really, uh, like I said, I, I've known you for the last year and a half or so, and, and you really have impressed me with the way that you manage yourself and the way that you, you uh, work in your role at RTJ. And, uh, and I know that in the, the groups that we, we both follow, that, uh, that you've impressed a lot of people. And so most of the people who know you well are, are impressed by you, and that's a good position to be in. Um, I can't uh, uh, thank you enough for coming out. And I really wish you a lot of luck in uh, in achieving the vision that you set for yourself. And uh, I know you're going to do great things. So thanks for being out here. And um, if people want to get in touch with Allison, then look her up on Facebook or on uh, uh, the on their website, rtjgolf.com, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And we will see you back here next week. Thanks for listening.